Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. Now this morning we're going to we're going to talk about the mothers and sometimes we are thinking what what mother is the relevant mother that once that we want to talk about this morning but let's hear what God has got in store for us because we all need to understand that a mother's role in the house is a is a beautiful role. Amen. I'm so glad to see you, Sister Cindy. Um, it's such a beautiful role in the house and without a mother we can see if you look at grace life here today these most of the people that are sitting here is the mothers there's no father figures here but the mothers are the ones that keep the homes alive and the lights and everything and the love and the comfort and everything in the house revolves around the mother and this morning we as mothers would like to give honor and praise unto God because he has saved our lives. Not just, we are not just here because we want to be here. We are not just here because we want to hear the word of God. But we are here because God has made a change and a difference. He brought difference and change in our lives because of Jesus Christ that was resurrected. And remember who was at the grave first that morning? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So mothers, you are here as an important role. Um, yeah. As a believer, Christian mothers must never underestimate their calling. It is an extremely difficult, challenging, and tiring calling, but it is, its rewards are in proportion to the task. God has given principles in His Word to guide mothers as they navigate through the challenges of raising their children. Don't you think it's, 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 it's important to be a child of God when you have children and to raise those kids. It is so important as a mother because if those children goes a different way or they go into a way where they don't seem to know where they're going and there's no mother that can guide them, no mother that can pray for them, then it's going to be a difficult road for their child to be on. And godly mothers release their young children and tenderly nature them. They release the young children, and they tenderly nature them. Only godly mothers can do that. Amen. If you are a child of God, God gives you that wisdom. Even any mother have it also. But especially if you are a child of God, you would know how to nature your, nurture your children. Amen. Let's read in 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 7. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 7. But we were gentle among you, even as a nurse, she ages her children. Amen. Women, First Thessalonians 2 verse 7, But we prove to be gentle among you, as, as a nursing mother tenderly cares for her own children. A nursing mother. Whenever you have that baby close to your heart, whenever you're breastfeeding that baby, isn't that awesome to see and that comfort that baby feels when the mother feeds that baby? 
There is a great comfort, a rest, and a security in a mother's embrace. That baby feels so, so secure. She knows when she's not, or he, when he's, not, when he's with somebody else. But when he's with his mother, he can even smell his mother. Because that nurturing of that mother is so important to him. And Isaiah 66 verse 13 says, As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. Jesus said, As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. When we are children of God, isn't that awesome to know a mother can never ever feel alone as well. She's always got Jesus there to comfort her. And a mother comforts her baby just the way Jesus comforts us. Did you ever think about it during this week when you were at home? Why does it sometimes come to your mind that, how can it be that Jesus loves me so? When you think of all your sins and everything that you have done in your life, how is it so that Jesus, and, and, and it does come sometimes because sometimes you don't believe. You don't, we don't believe the love that the Father has for us. He loves us so that he forgave you for all your sins. Not one single bit of sin will be remembered when you come and you confess before God. He forgives you for every future, today, tomorrow, and future sins. It doesn't matter what it is. And our minds are sometimes so small to believe something like that, but God does forgive us. He really loves us so much that He forgave all of our sins so that we can become today the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So like a weaned child rests against his mother, my soul is like a weaned child within me. Men can be nurturing, but there is just something unique about the tender embrace of a mother to a child. Amen. Isn't that so? Amen. How empty does a house feel if there's not a mother? How empty does a... If there's no lights there, there's no nothing in the house, there's no food, there's no nice smell in the house because mommy's not there. And sometimes we sit here and we think, I've lost my mom. And I've lost my sister, and I've lost my brother, and I've lost whoever in my house or in my life. And the wonderful comfort that Jesus is giving you and me this morning. There's a great comfort and a rest and a security in a mother's embrace. But Isaiah 63 verse 13 says, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. Why does he say that he will comfort me and he will comfort you? Because he doesn't want you and me to feel alone. You know what? If we meet somebody outside God's comfort, if we meet a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatsoever you can call it, that person will never give you the comfort that God or Jesus gives. It can only be Jesus that can give you that comfort. It's only Jesus that can give you that rest, that safe place of safety. And our men can be nurturing, they say, but there's just something you need about the tender embrace of a mother to a child. And children love their, both their parents. Let's not make that mistake of thinking that the children doesn't love both their parents. They do love, and they would love both of their parents to be together. But in, the, in, the, in, in this case, if there's a one single mom, just remember how much love that child receives from you.
And there's no one else that can give him that love except you. Children can sense the difference and they can, and they crave a mother's gentle touch and love. They crave it because it's only the mother that can give them the gentle touch and that love. Women should not run from bearing and nurturing children thinking that there is something supposedly more important or significant for them to do. I wonder how must a child feel that has just been born and I've got about how many kids here at this school? About 60. And there's about four or five kids or three children that grows up without a mother. And it's sad to know that, especially the one child that was, um, the mother was pregnant, the child is only one and a half years old, and then she got COVID. And she never, 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 never came back home. The child inside of her died, and this beautiful little girl is so alone here at the school. But it's so nice to know that we can love that child. Amen. That we can reach out to a child like that. That we can reach out to one another that's going through a difficult time like that. And that child has to grow up without knowing her mom. Without knowing who her mommy is. And we've decided from the school and from our school to reach out to those kids and really embrace them and love them and allow them not to even pay school fees because of the fact that they are going through this time. And as we said, like, it's, it's not the same. The child has raised under the heart of a mom. It's not the same. Sometimes the daddy is not even present. And we are so blessed to have that family that is united, a family that is mom, that consists of a mom and a dad. We are so, so, so blessed when we are with that. And I, I also believe that our children is a gift from God. The way they grow up, they will never forget what we invest in them. And we should really invest God's love and God's comfort and God's rest. And, you know, we should just live from that place. It's difficult, Sam, like I said in the beginning, as a mother to do that, but we can. Amen. We can do that. Yes. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Children are not only, um, I just want to also, as Luke 2.19 says, Luke 2.19 says, But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. Children are only young for a short time. Just for a, not for a kind of beginning. Small time children are young. And the mother should be there to enjoy her God-given children. How many kids and how many women and how many families are there without a baby? How many families are there that would love to nurture a baby like that? And here we are. We are so blessed to have them. Number two, godly mothers recognize that children are a great gift and a reward and this view and treat them as such. We should look at our kids and see them as a reward. Value them. Try treat them as a gift. Say thank you to God for even if they're hurting you. Even if they make your heart not 
feel well that you can just reach out to that boy and that girl and say that I still do love you. It's like sometimes when I'm sitting here and my middle son Emil didn't sleep at home and I'm not so happy with him. So we cannot just allow anything to happen. So when he comes and fits the keys with me and I was looking into him with that eyes, he knows exactly. I missed him during the night. Even though I'm not worried because I know. You're casting all your cares on God because Amen. He cares for you. He looks after you. He looks after your children. Amen. They will be safe. But we should still love our kids. Even though. Eve said in Genesis 4.1, I've gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord. Every time a woman becomes pregnant, it's because God is involved in creating life. How do we know that? God is involved in creating life. Anybody? Before you were formed in the womb? Remember? Before you were formed in the womb of your mother, God knew. He knew about you. He knew about what, what he knew even what would your name be. He knew how many hair you would have on your head. He knew you. Even before you were formed in the womb of your mother. Isn't that awesome to know that God knew us long before the foundation of this earth. God knew us. Called us by our names and he says, you belong to me. You are mine. And he has engraved us in the palms of his hand. And nobody can snatch us out of his hand. Amen. This is another reason why my life is precious. And why children are precious to God. It's a reason for us to be thankful. There's a chorus that says, give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Because He's given us Jesus. He has given us Jesus Christ, His Son. Amen. It is imperative that mothers recognize the value of children and that they are indeed a gift from God. My precious Lucy, my precious Stephen, gift, Marshall, and Emil, and Hope, a gift from God, looking at them, saying, thank you, Jesus. You've entrusted me with this one and with that one. It doesn't matter what happened. And I still say, thank you, Jesus. I still say thank you, Father, for what you are doing in my children's life. It's imperative that mothers recognize the value, like I said, and that they are indeed a gift from God. Psalms 127, verse 3, Pesalem, 127, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. I don't think we can, we can think how much God can tell us, and the Word tells us, how children is a gift of God. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. The fruit of your womb is a reward. Amen. If a mother views her children as a punishment, inconvenience, or the light she needs to change her perspective quickly, lets she treat her children as such. Godly mothers value their children. If you're a child of God, a believer, you will value your kids. And as they are small, we lay hands upon them. We lay hands upon them. We give them.
to God. We give them back to God. God has given them to us. And we trust them back in God's hands. Godly mothers value their children as a reward from God and are thus motivated to do all that they can, can to nurture, care, and train their children rightly. How do we nurture? How do we care? And how do we train our children? Through the word of God. God shows us how to nurture and train our kids. So that when they grow older, they will never ever depart from it if we invest the word in our children's life. And number three, godly mothers instruct their children in God's truth. There's no other truth that we can teach our kids. You can go look everywhere in the world, wherever, outside. You can go and find any books that can help you. It's only when you, you teach them the truth of the word of God. Proverbs 1 verse 8, verse 8 says, Hear my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Why do children forsake their mother's teaching? Because the mom is not there. The mom is not, she's absent. She's not present. She's not there to nurture that child in God's ways. But if you're a believer and you're a child of God and you nurture your child the way God wants you to do it, then you will see that child. Hear my son, your father's instructions and do not forsake your mother's teaching. That child will not forsake his mother and his father's teaching. Proverbs 6 verse 20 adds, my son, observe the commandment of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Observe, watch, listen, look, but do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Observe what it is, what your father is teaching you. And do not forsake the teaching of your mother. King Lemuel in Proverbs 31 verse 1 said, that it was his mother who taught him about how to recognize a godly woman. King Lemuel said it was his mother. It was his mother who taught him about how to recognize a godly woman who would be a godly mother for his children. Amen. Timothy, again, let's look at Timothy. Godly heritage was a result of his mother and his mother before her to Timothy, 2 Timothy 1 verse 5. Mothers must never underestimate the role that they play in teaching their children about God. Never. Sometimes I think when there's a child that has a mother, the mother that has died, I think it's our responsibility that our children of God even to nurture and teach that child. So that that child can grow up in the ways of God. Mothers must never underestimate the role that they play in teaching their children about God. About his word and about salvation which is so, so important. What do we do when our children are small? Like I said, we give them back. There's an opportunity for mothers that wants to do a course in the church. Also, to dedicate your children unto God, because that is important. When your child is about a few months old, then you go through a course, three-week course or so, 
And then you bring that child and you dedicate that child unto God. It is so important because we do not know what is happening in this world. But if your child is under God's protection, then your child is safe. Even in the case of an unused or absentee father, mothers can still reach their children by faith. If there's no father, mother, you can still reach your child by faith. And I still want to say thank you to God for the fathers that are present, for the fathers that are here today that knows what it is to bring up a child in the ways of God. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 14 says, Teaching children the Bible is a huge calling, like Rita did last week. And the kids came and they said their the verses, the, um, the kids' church. Teaching children the Bible is a huge calling. What do we teach our kids? Um, what are those stories? Roy Kapi, and Evolve, and what is the other stories? Klump other stories. But when you teach the child the word of God, that child will never ever forget it. It's a huge calling with eternal ramifications and godly mothers are honored to take up this challenge. All that are here, all of us that are here, you know what we sometimes do? We sit in front of the TV and then our children sit and watch TV but they do not get the word of God. We don't spend time, quiet time, with our kids, sit around the Word of God and minister to our children. And the children minister back to us. It is so, so important. Number four, godly mothers are willing and faithful to discipline their children. Is it so? Yes. Godly mothers, not mothers that do not know God, godly mothers. We can do that. We are willing and faithful to discipline their children. Proverbs 29, 15 says, The rot and the reproof give wisdom. What does it do? It gives wisdom to a child. It doesn't say if your child do whatever he wants to do, leave him, let him do whatever he wants to do. The rot and the reproof give wisdom. But a child who gets his own way brings shame to his mother. You know what? A child that doesn't, if you don't reprove that child, if you don't give that child wisdom, then that child comes back to his mother. He brings shame to the mother. And then why are we looking at that child in a strange way? Because we didn't reprove. We didn't give wisdom to our children. And now the children come back and shame, give shame on us. Mothers who enjoy or tolerate their children's disrespecting and disobeying them are not operating as God would have them to do not operating the way God wants you or me to do. Ne? They should be ashamed of themselves, mothers. And they must become willing and faithful to discipline your child. You would see the results when your child grow up. You would see it, I see it with my eyes, and I see what God is doing when you, when you reprove your kids and you give wisdom to them. Godly mothers do not pick favorites among their own children. Yes. I cannot say Lucy is my best child, or I cannot say Stephen is my best one, or Emil is the bad one, or Marshall. All of our kids are important. Yeah. And we shouldn't just say one child 
is the favorite. Proverbs 28 verse 21 says, To show partiality is not good, because for a piece of bread a man will transgress, not only picking favorites, not Christ-like behavior. That is in James 2 verse 1. But it can lead to children sinning as they grow jealous. Establish rivalries and become deceptive and manipulative. This is what children become. Unconditional love for children and fairness in discipline is essential. It is so, so important. If you give your child unconditional love, and you know when our children get a certain age, I'm not sure if it happens to you. Like for instance, Stephen wouldn't come and give me a kiss. Because he feels like now I'm big enough, I'm not getting, I'm not giving my mom a kiss now. Marshall came this morning and he wished me Happy Mother's Day and brought me chocolates and said, Mommy, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and make all these nice and beautiful promises. But it's so nice to know that they still remember. Amen. They remember it's Mother's Day. Amen. They remember how important it is to say Happy Mother's Day. So yeah, and when he brought the gift this morning, I was like thinking, or oh, you know, I think they forgot this morning. Because normally, when they were a little bit smaller, Lucy used to make me breakfast. That disappeared. <laughs> that disappeared. Sorry, <laughs> These children are growing. But I miss that. I miss that card. See, and, and Joanita. Janita used to sleep with us at home and also they would just give me these, you would see that in my bedroom when you come, these big hearts and how, they, how much they love me and they tell me all these beautiful things about me. And now I just miss that. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Thank you, Rita. I love you too. I love you very much. But I do love my children so regardless, regardless of that, I still do look at them and see, I must give them a kiss, Stephen. You remember, you must get my, I must get my kiss back, and I'll give you my kiss. Regardless of a mother's marriage or work situation, God is faithful to honor the faith and the obedience of mothers who do whatever they can to, um, whatever they can by faith to follow His principle in raising godly children. It's so, it's so beautiful to look at your child and see that love and see how the kids just love you back and you are able to look at them and see the love that the father has given you to be able to raise these kids and to have them in your life um, yeah it's just beautiful his principle in raising godly children some mothers will have all day with their children while other mothers will need to work for various reasons and I've seen um, amongst many schools, that is what I was also thinking about, our uh, culture in this community. We never get together as mothers and talk about our kids. I've watched somebody's status the other day and I saw this young girl, she's just got fives and six and sevens on a report, on a daddy's um, status I saw. And but she was actually the one teaching the other little ones. And while she's teaching them, she's also, you know, becoming educated. So what we must do is we must get our kids or mothers, we must get together 
and we must talk about the challenges that our kids are facing. We must get together and just discuss with one another what ways and means can we make use of to get these children to study and become successful in their lives. And that can happen. So mothers are very busy and they are working and there's no time for them sometimes for their kids. But we can do it. Our children can do it. We can even train our kids to train other children. God is faithful to honor the faith and obedience of mothers who do whatever they can uh, by faith to follow the principle in raising their children. Some mothers will have all day with their children while other mothers will need to work for various reasons. In either case, mothers can follow biblical principles and be godly mothers. Isn't that awesome when we come together? One has a scripture, one has got a song. We all just get together and we, we just bless each other with the word of God. That is so awesome. And how the kids can learn from us. How their lives will become the same way. The way we do it. But we've got some of our people in this community or wherever. It has got so many times for so, so much other things. And this is why that message of, that JB brought on Sunday was so important. For us just to go, a Mother's Day like this is actually a nice day, to go out into the community and to go and minister to mothers and tell them about the love of God and just get them to that place where they could understand where we come from, what has happened in our life, that we can share with them about the love of God. We cannot just talk, we must do something about this. As Galatians 6.10 says, so then... While we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people. We've got the opportunity, don't we? Amen. Supposed to close this morning the yes. church and just reach out to people on the streets and in their corners and in their homes and just minister to them. While we have this opportunity, do we have it? Yes, yes of yes. course we do have it. While we have this opportunity, let us do good to all people and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Mothers, as you have an opportunity to be with your kids, to love them, to nurture them, and to care for them, perhaps even to provide for them, do it with all your heart unto the Lord. When I do, when I would like to buy Lucy a pair of shoes, I mustn't just think about the fact that, oh, you know, I'm not going to have enough of this, and I'm, I've sorted that most now out. But I'm going to do this because I would like to do it because she needs that. And then I do it with all my heart. And I love her with all my heart. Colossians 3 verse 23. God will remember and honor your faithfulness as a mother. I remember there was once two or three days that I was not at home. And Lucy would tell me, your mom, this house is cold without you. It's like there's no life in that house when a mom is not in a house. This is how valuable you are, mothers. You bring light and you bring love because you are from God. We bring that love and that care and that compassion and that comfort. We bring that to our homes as mothers. I'm not sure if you can imagine Mila, what it would be if you are not in that house. Um, I know men can clean. I know men can do this and they can do that, but they cannot do it the way we do it. So true. 
ऐसे चाय भी चाय भी से हाँ so yeah we we can do so much but you know the way we do it is also important because you know that extra taste that you put in that food which men can also do but but that extra that you do that we go out just the difference tiny difference but it's a difference some do good some do better is it okay some men do is it i don't do the cooking you go is it Philip is the one doing the cooking and the nice bride I remember that God will remember and honor you for your faithfulness for all that you do whatever you do unto one another whatever you do unto your children whatever you do for your wife and wives what you do for your husbands God will honor your faithfulness Amen God will honor your faithfulness even for being here this morning You don't have to be here but you want to be here Amen you want to hear the word of God. You want to be amongst your fellow brothers and your sisters. And this is awesome. It's awesome for us to be amongst one another. Let us not, as Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, did you hear that one? Amen. Let us not lose heart in doing good. good. Not, not let us... Let us um, not let us lose heart in doing bad. Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. Don't get tired like we sometimes do when the child is naughty. Don't get tired. Let's not get tired. Let's continue to do good. And then you'll see what you will reap one day. Motherhood is certainly wearing but mothers must stand fast in their calling, Eta. Stand fast in your calling. Yes, amen. Stand there. Stand there. You know who's standing next to you. Amen. You know who's standing inside of you. Yes. Stand fast in your calling. Let us not lose hope even for knowing Jesus Christ, for coming to know the word of God. As they are faithful in their work at home, Titus 2, verse 4 to 5. God will be honored and he promises to honor those who honor you. Him. He promised to honor, to honor those who honor him. If we honor God by being in God's presence, he will surely honor you. That is Samuel 2, 2 verse 30 and Proverbs 31, verse 28. God will surely, surely honor you if you become faithful and stay and remain faithful. And women, it is time that we invite our men to the house of God. Let's invite them. Let's bring them here. Tell them there's so much, there's such an awesome word that's going to be ministered this morning. Come and listen with me. You know how the word of God changes us? If you never knew love in your life, you know now, now you know love? Through the Word. Through the Word of God. Amen. If you never knew each other, we know each other through God's Word. Yes. And we get strengthened and we get bold up through the Word of God. Amen. Let's invite our partners. I think there's so many, um, all the kids are gone and they are out and there's boys and girls there, but we need their fathers. Amen. 
We need them to be here, to come here and listen to the word of God. If we need to move from this place to another place, so that there can be space for everyone to, to sit or even fill the rooms, that room and the other room, we will make space for them, but invite them. Even if they don't feel like coming, just ask them to come with me. Come with you one Sunday. And then when they listen to the word of God, I'm sure they will get to say and understand and love the word of God. Like you and myself. I love you. Let's close our eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to say thank you for this awesome time in your presence, an awesome word that has been ministered to each and every one of us. We opened our heart and we received it. By faith, oh God, we have been strengthened by your word. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, as we're going to go out into the world and with a great commission that we need to bring people, bring our partners, bring them, Lord Jesus. You can do it, Father God. So we give them into your hands. And we thank you, Father, for the way that you're going to use us, even in this world, Father. And as we plan, Father, also to go out into all this world and minister to people, Father God, that you, oh God, will make that day available and that we will go out with so much love in our hearts. I thank you, Father God, for each and every one that has listened to your word and that your word has been sent and your word has changed people. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube.